When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello and to a fellas Friday here on the PHNX Suns podcast. It beats that's so it much beats better. The sausage I like fest. it. Yeah. I mean, a Friday with the fellas this sounds way better than fellas Friday. I bet. I bet to say Friday that's with like, the fellas. That sounds like my grandma. Hey, fellas. <laughs> Why does your grandma sound like a California rest, girl? Rest in peace. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Nana. <laughs> Anyways. It's been a hell of a week. It's been a lot, and we've come to the end of it. Thank God. Oh, thank God. I'm Espo. He's Gerald. That's Saul and Flex down on the far end. Lindsay has not been fired. Uh, it, we're rotating everybody. All right. <laughs> My dad said you guys need to address that off the top of the show so the chat doesn't keep asking where somebody is. Yeah. So there you go. No Lindsay today. Plenty to talk about though, and I want to start here. I know you guys talked a little bit about Grace and Allen yesterday, but I want to talk about what is his actual fit here. We we know about the people don't like him because of Duke and and all these things that you know his attitude, whatever the case may be. But how does he fit in on this roster? And I, for me, I think it's very well. But I, I want to hear where you guys stand on Grayson Allen's fit with the way the current roster stands. I think with the addition of Allen, you're going to see a super competitive training camp, and I think we already were going to see that because there are a lot of position battles that are going to play out, um, and not just position battles, but just battles for minutes because, like we've talked about, a lot of these guys can play multiple spots. I think Allen is most likely going to be set as a two, um, but people need to keep in mind, like this is a guy that started 70 out of his 72 games for a Milwaukee Bucks team that won the most games in the league last year. So he's very good. He's going to probably have a spot in this rotation. Um, he is a committed defender, which you know Vogel is going to like. And he's a reliable shooter, which is something that the Suns need out there. So I don't, I can't say I know how it's going to all shake out, but I do know he will be getting minutes, like pretty consistent minutes here. And I don't know what that means for the other guys because this team has a lot of guys that can play in the backcourt together. We did a depth chart exercise, which we'll get to in a little bit. And the hardest part about that was who's going to go where, mm -hmm. what part <laughs> of the lineup are they going to go, first string, second string, so on and so forth. And Grayson Allen is is literally in the middle of a couple positions. I mean, you could you could probably fit him. If you went small ball, you could probably put him at a three, but, but not very often. Um, he's mostly going to play two. Uh, he can handle the ball. He's not going to play the one, but he can handle the ball. Like he's a good player. Mm -hmm. He is a good player. The only problem is, is obviously he's got the 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 dirty player moniker on him, and so uh, but he's our dirty player now. <laughs> I think from from a from a, a, a you know a strategy standpoint, again, I think he fits a lot. Of, he checks a lot of boxes for you, like you just mentioned. The biggest one being able to be a consistent shooter from the outside, not just in the corner. Like he's a good player. I think, listen, I know people will kind of shit on it at first, but I think this is actually a really good addition um, for the Suns. It would be equivalent to maybe getting somebody like a J.J. Redick um, mm -hmm. in, their, in the middle part of their career as opposed to the latter part of their career um, because of, you know, his shooting ability alone. I think you nailed that. I think that's the guy I think about is J.J. Redick. And he, you're going to get consistent. Because they're, they're white boy shooters. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that a lot of people didn't yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. You're going to get consistent, reliable NBA three-point shooting from this guy. I mean, that's he, he brings that. He brings toughness. He brings the scrappiness that Frank Vogel talked about. 
in uh, in his press conference. Um, I think he's going to be a big part of this team. I think he's going to be the, the tone setter for this team. I think you're going to look at basketball games, and every team has that guy that's like the heartbeat of the team. Like, you know, the first year we went to the finals, campaign felt like that. He was the energy guy. When when campaign played well, the Suns played well. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a lot of that from Grayson. I think he's going to kind of set the tone, shoot the three, be scrappy, play defense. And just be that guy that you, if he doesn't play for you, you hate him, but he's on our team, so now you love him. That's that's what it is. Gerald, you brought up that he started most of the games he played in Milwaukee last year. Let's take a look at what his stats were last year in that role. I mean, ten, almost 10.5 points, 3.3 rebounds, uh, 2.3 acts. <laughs> he only he, got a 2.3 on his ACTs? That's terrible. <laughs> ACTs, wow. And he got into Duke, so Damn. they let him uh, <laughs> 39.9%. Uh, Shooting percentage from three. Yeah, you're (laughs) you're the producer. Take a look and figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. I read what was. Did we say Emma at all? No. We said that he scored really poorly. Everybody knows who you're pointing to, Espo. They've been watching the show daily. I did. I just said X, and then he said ACTs. Do we need to investigate Duke now? Yeah, we do. Like, hold on, man. That is, yeah, that's iffy, brother. That's iffy. That's a bad GPA, let alone an ACT score. That's terrible. You thought you thought he was he was dirty. I mean, dirty when he got into college. It was dirty how Emma just did you. I know that Emma was not fucking around. I did not claim that I. I smelled it right. I just I sent it I along. Love it. I love uh, it. Anyways, love though, it. you thought me you, and Chelsea were going to be the ones fighting today. You were wrong. <laughs> when you look at it, though, I'm I'm very very intrigued what he can do. But somebody in the chat brought up a good question. I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, but mm-hmm. asked about is this just a carbon copy of a guy you already have on the roster and Eric Gordon no. uh, with it, which I don't think, I think you could play the, those two guys next to yeah. each other. Yeah. Eric can handle, uh, handle ball handling duties. Right. And you could still have a Grayson Allen out there as a, as a guy next to him that can shoot in that second unit. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think there, I think Grayson is a lot more of a spot up shooter on offense. He's a guy that you want running off a lot of screens. Um, he was really good. In that role with Milwaukee, they ran some pretty creative stuff to kind of get him open looks. And that's something the Suns can take advantage of because they have other shooters to space the floor as well. But you hit the nail on the head. I think Gordon is a guy that can play on the ball or off the ball coming off the bench. Um, So I, I think they can share the court together. And look, like Gordon is a guy you can have guard up a position or two because of how strong he is. Yeah. He's built like a yeah. human boulder. And then Grayson <laughs> Allen, like he's an irritant. He he loves um, navigating ball screens, chasing guys all over the court. Like that's kind of his role. So I think they could make that work if those two were sharing the court. I, I agree. I Listen, I the more and more, listen, last year, I don't think any of us were excited about the bench. Mm-hmm. Let's right. be honest. Like it How was like man, you, you were like, I hope these guys play well. That's about it. You know, I hope campaign shows up today. I hope this happens. Like it was a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, but this year, like I'm more excited about the bench than I think I am the starting five because I feel like I relatively know what I'm going to get with the at least the big three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the bench and really honing in on that. Yeah, you you got I, everybody keeps forgetting about Jordan Goodwin. Jordan, I'm yeah. so excited about Jordan Goodwin. And then you team him up with. You know, uh, Grayson Allen, Gordon, uh, let's see if KBD or Okogi come off the bench, Um, you know, and just the different matchups, Eubanks, like the depth on this roster is significant. And I know these casuals from across the country are looking, they're like, they didn't really improve. They didn't really, they just traded uh, DeAndre Ayton. They didn't really improve. The fuck we didn't right. like they got significantly better significantly on the bench. Better. They and they improved overall. So I'm excited about the bench more than I think I've ever mm. said. I don't think I've ever uttered that sentence in my life. <laughs> this is the first. Hey, well, you brought I, up Jordan Goodwin though. And, yeah, and Flex. We'll we'll get to you in a second with this, but Jordan Goodwin I think might be the guy that loses minutes in all this, right? Because Eric Gordon now, and we'll get into the depth charts like we said, but is likely the backup ball handler. Grayson Allen's likely that backup shooter. Jordan Goodwin is now kind of 
in in a spot where how do you how do you use I, him? And I don't know that Frank's going to go with traditional I, rotations either. I don't I don't see Gordon being more of the backup than Jordan Goodwin at point in my opinion. Like I know Gordon can handle the ball for sure. That's not that's not what I'm saying, but I think Jordan is more suited to be the facilitator and set things up than Eric Gordon is. I think Gordon is listen, you want Gordon shooting. Like that's what you want. Yeah. You don't need him setting up the offense. So I would that's why I would that's why I went to that to that route. Well there's a yeah. there's a log jam we'll get into when we There's a huge the log jam. Yeah. I listen, I think this is it's early to say this. I think this is the deepest team in basketball. Okay. I really do. I think right now it's a little too early to say that, but I think it's going to play out that way. I think the Lakers are very deep too. But I, I like this team. I like their bench. I, I can't wait to see Jordan Goodwin, Grayson Allen, and Josh Okogie. In with the same maybe, lineup, huh? Same lineup. Oh, man. I mean, dogs. Mm-hmm. And then you throw KD at the four, or you put KD at the five and somebody else at the four. I mean, you can. There's potential where Frank Vogel is going to be able to throw out some. I mean, brick wall lineups. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, good luck with this for five minutes or four minutes. How, so that's about, what I fo- oh. how about you have? How about you have those three? Okay? Mm-hmm. So you have Jordan Goodwin. Then uh, after Grayson. that, you have Grayson, and then you have Gordon. Okogi. Oh, I'm sorry, Okogi. And then you have <laughs> Eubanks and Azabuke. Oh and we're God. fucking dudes up. <laughs> Let's go. But, but honestly, <laughs> this brings up a good point. I actually think that this year you may see defensive specific lineups yeah. that Vogel will run out. Like it's not going to be a traditional here's the nine guys, the first five, and then four guys are going to roll in with KD, right? I think you're going to see specific situations with specific lineups yeah. uh, this year, especially on the defensive end where that's Vogel's, uh, Vogel's can I, key. Can I of piggyback course, on yeah. that? We love Ty Lue. Ty Lue's the best in the world at adjusting. Mm-hmm. Frank is very good at in-game adjustments like this and, and putting out fires. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be some games where somebody's going to get a little too hot. He's going to call a timeout. He's going to say, you, you, and you. Cut that out. Mm-hmm. Kill that fire. And and that's that's where it's going to get exciting because he's going to have a whole bunch of weapons to go to, and I haven't even mentioned Nasi a little, who I think you throw that big tank in that defensive lineup and he's healthy. Mm. Wow, I mean it can get scary. Well, let's start looking at our, our depth chart. And uh, Saul, since you hated this exercise so much, <laughs> let's start with you. <laughs> let's take a let's look. I didn't I didn't have oh, time to okay. make it. Well, then let's. Saul's depth chart because he didn't want to do it anyway. Cheryl, what was your? I did it. Okay. <laughs> let's let's go to mine. Um, so again, like I said last time, I did this. I'm putting Josh Akogi as a quote unquote point guard because for me, it's about who he's going to defend. Um, I still think if you are not starting one of Josh Akogi or Jordan Goodwin, I have problems seeing how those two will both get minutes. I think one of them is going to struggle for playing time if Akogi is not starting. So I got him in there to handle point of attack. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Yusuf Nurkic rounding out the starting five as we expected. Eric Gordon, I think I put him at point guard just because of like we were talking about with Grayson Allen. They can share the court and he might take on more of the playmaking. Then I got Jordan Goodwin behind him, Damian Lee behind Grayson Allen, KBD and Nasir Little behind Book, um, Yuta Watanabe and Metu behind Durant, and then Eubanks and Bulbul behind Nurkic. And it's it's a doozy trying to put these together yeah. because so many guys can go at so many different positions. And I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Vogel experimenting with different lineups, figuring out what works, and come playoff time, possibly even going beyond that just for whatever the situation calls for. I don't know why I cannot wrap my head around Kogi being that starting lineup. I just cannot. I, yeah. I, I Your logic is, is, is not flawed at all. I just mm. – I can't wrap my head around that small of a trio – um, in the backcourt, in, in, mm. in my opinion, um, mm. and then and then Devin Booker playing small forward. I'm just I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be a fan of that. I know he does spot there from mm. time to time, but I just think that Devin Booker is the best facilitator right now that we have on the team. And I, I, right, I but like I said, Gerald that's more saying, of a defensive. defense. Yeah, like I, offense, yeah. I think he'll function as more of the point guard. I think him and Bradley Beal will kind of be interchangeable, and I think they'll use a Kogi as a screener and cutter. Um, because obviously he's not as much of a three-point threat. But you're right, like the spacing with a Kogi is a concern. The lack of size could be a concern, depending on who you're going against, having those three in the backcourt together. Um, there are. Um, I, I will say I think KBD can win that spot if he can prove that he can guard 
guys like Steph or Jaw, or at least stick with them. Yeah. yeah. Flex, you want to go through yours next? Yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. Um, so I I did this pretty much. This is hard, guys. This is a hard exercise. I got Brad Beal at the one. I think that's what it's going to look like to start the year. You're going to put Book at the one. I mean, uh, Brad Beal at the one, Book at the two. I think I'm leaning to Kogi right now, but Nasi a little is intriguing to me. I think he's going to put pressure on KBD and a Kogi, and I would not be shocked if Nasi a little at some point is a starting three for us this year. Uh, I got KD, Yuda, and uh, Metu at the four with Nurkic, Eubanks, and Bobo rounding out the uh, center position. And uh, again, this is this is an exercise. It's hard to kind of fit everybody into these boxes. None of those guys I mentioned are point guards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's that's the one thing that we can all agree on. I think we do. We have one point guard in the lineup. No, it's, no. It's, I mean, no. maybe Gordon uh, Jordan Goodwin is the only true point guard or guy that can run a point. Yeah. But um, it's positionless basketball. So. My biggest take from that exercise is my fascination with the three and my fascination with what Frank is going to do come opening night. I'm leaning a Kogi. I think KBD and a Kogi all summer. I've been kind of going back and forth, but the monkey wrench now is man. Nasi a little is better than people think. And I think he could potentially be as good defensively as both of them. I think a Kogi's a better point of attack guy on a, on a point guard. Mm-hmm. But Nasir is pretty damn physical, so it's going to be fun to watch that unfold. Well, we'll take a look at mine as well here. Uh, I have Book as the point guard, Eric Gordon and Jordan Goodwin behind him. Uh, Bradley Beal at shooting guard with Grayson Allen, Damon Lee, Kevin uh, Durant at small forward with Nasir Little and Josh Akogi behind him. I'm a little less high on on Josh Akogi than than others here. Uh, I think KBD is going to get the start with Yuta Wananabe and Chumetsi Metu backing him up, and then Yusuf Nurkic, Drew Eubanks, Bull Bull. I think we were all in agreement there. But I'm reading this very interesting book called Spaced Out by Mike Prada, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fantastic look at the concept of, of positionless basketball. And I think a lot of people assume that positionless basketball means small ball, right? Mm. And the whole premise of this book is that's not the case. What it means is at any time you have five guys that can do the the roles of all those traditional positions, but they may be guys that are just different body types than you ever expected because the whole construct of those positions was just based on short guys tended to be crafty and big guys were slow and plotting back in the day. Yeah. And to me, we're, we're looking at this, looking reading this book, it started to make more sense why they got Yusuf Nurkic, right? And I don't think this is earth-shattering by any means, but what was one of the biggest knocks we had on uh, on DeAndre Ayton? Not a good ball handler, oh. yeah. right? Like yeah. we always said, his handle wasn't there, right? Uh, you can Yusuf can, can dribble when needed, is a very good passer when he gets in a situation after a roll, if the defense collapses, you can find those guys. And I think that was a big part of it because, yes, he's in a center's body, but he can do some of those things that you'd need traditionally from other positions. And that's what this is all going to be about, mm-hmm. is Devin Booker can do what a point guard could do, but also has skills that a shooting guard. Same with Bradley Beal. You look at KD, who can handle the rock and do these things. So at any time, Frank Vogel's going to have five guys that have those skill sets, even if they're not in the similar body type that we think about in these positions. And that that's why you look at it and everybody's like, it's guard heavy, too many shooting guards. It's because you're thinking within a certain construct, right? Yeah. But each of those guys offer a little something different. Jordan Goodwin, very much that defensive mindset, can <clears throat> can pass the rock. Eric Gordon and, and Grayson Allen are, are the fire bombers. Obviously, Devin Booker... And Bradley Beal or Swiss Army Knives in a lot of ways and what they could do. So you don't have too, too many shooting guards. Yeah. You've got guys with very different skill sets. One of the things that, that you know, I think people need to realize, uh, if you've never played organized basketball, oh, even at high school, is like you, you your coach will put you out there and you have 15 guys out there 
Uh, five will stand on the sideline, and he'll play five on five. And then he'll be like, hey, you going for so-and-so. Mm-hmm. So, and they'll mix the lineups up and see what it looks like because you never know what like, you just kind of stumble upon sometimes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes players just jive better with other players. The chemistry uh, matters. Uh, like That happens in the NBA. That happens on these teams. Sometimes you might move a Kogi or a KBD to the second unit even though you think – you eventually like maybe a, to close the game, you might use them in the, in the starting five mm-hmm. because you feel like they fit better with the second unit and the chemistry is just better overall. We don't really know anything outside of the big three. We don't know shit about how this team is going to line up, how they're going to gel together. Um, and that's, that's kind of the fun part because I feel like it's not because you don't have trust in any of these guys. It's because you don't know, how how good everybody's going to gel together because the talent is that good. Yeah. And so that's a great problem to have as yeah. opposed to last year where you felt like mm, seven, eight deep, and that's about it, right? Yeah. This year, man, you could you could really just funnel them in and out and, and see how it goes, man. And I'm, I'm excited about that. We didn't even talk about the fact that throughout the game, you're going to see Beal, KD, Book, um, intermix with that second unit or, yeah. the, you know, some of the, those 10th, 11th, 12th guys that come off the bench because you're not going to sit them on the bench. They're going to play 34, 36, 38 minutes a night. Like, that's just who they are. But everybody else, man, this is going to be so much fun. I was excited before. I didn't think I would be more excited now after DA. I am definitely more excited now. And I don't know if it's because of I, I'm I'm happy that I don't have to talk about the inconsistencies of DA as much as I love him. I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. And I don't have to talk about that drama in the chat anymore. I love mm. everybody, but oh my God, that's so... Weight has been lifted a little bit. <laughs> but also because I feel like we, tr- we definitely have a lot more depth. Yeah. We might have lost a little bit at center, for sure. But I feel like... Man, this is going to be a fun-ass team to watch. Yeah. You, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You, go ahead. you brought up a great point. Um, we talk about analytics all the time, and some people like it, some people don't, but it's been embraced. Back in the 80s when we were uh, watching basketball. I thought you were going to say playing basketball. I was like, bro, man, I'm not that no, when we When we were hooping in the 80s and you watched pro basketball, if somebody pulled up from 35 feet, what happened? They got pulled <laughs> Out the game. <laughs> Don't see the court for the rest of the game. Coach now it's embraced. Into the score Anal- Get them out. Yeah, analytics has allowed us to look at things deeper lens and and say, okay, you know what? That's okay. Like, that's not frowned upon. I'm surprised positionless basketball hasn't uh, evolved quicker mm. because it, it's gotten to a point where it's very simplistic. I mean, ba- I, I love this is why I love the game of basketball. When we go out to the courts, if you out there hooping in the, in the city – and you got next. Are you sitting here saying, well, I got to get a point guard, a two guard, a three, and four? No. 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 You're saying, you man, yo, give me the best four. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm taking that's the true. best four, and I don't give a damn what we're yeah. doing yeah. because yeah. we're going to play the our strengths and hope that our strengths are better than them five guys against yeah. us. Match up. See match what you, up. Go with what you want to Figure it go out. With. Do we yeah. got to go zone? Do we got to yeah. go man? Are we going to match up? Are well, we smart? First of all, Flex, if you're Talk playing zone and pick up basketball, get the fuck off the court. <laughs> no. That's a, no, dog. In New, dog. Listen, well, are you serious? No, I'm dead serious. Oh, my God. Bro, listen, because in Dude, New York City. I ever heard somebody say, hey, let's go 2-3, I'm like, no, bro, no, get the fuck off the court. Bro, no, That's, listen. No, can I explain this, time. though? Can I explain oh, this? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm on 155th Damn, in Harlem. You, you, you got next. You got your five. New York is a point guard city. Number ball handlers and point guards, right? So you got five guards, and you got three bigs on the other team. If you lose, you're going home. You're jumping back on the train. Don't come back because you got to wait four hours. <laughs> so in that situation, you got four or five guards. We all look at each other like, yo, we're going two, three here. We can't go, man. They're going to destroy us. So we go zone and we work at the team. That happens in New York, <laughs> fellas. Hey, we, hey, we going to New York. Hey, this summer, that's bro. not how we go down in Arizona, baby. <laughs> yeah, there's, man all, up. there's only two teams out there, so nobody's leaving. <laughs> right. How many courts in Arizona, if you lose, you got to wait four hours? No, you know what? So you know what you year. lose? When you lose, you pass out from heat stroke. And yeah, that's, that's true. Goes, Almost but, happened to me. But I think you you talk about why did it take so long to get to positionless basketball? But rule changes had a big de- part in that. Hand checking, uh, you know, was yeah. was a big part of that. Finally, allowing zone in the NBA led to needing to spread it out. And I don't think it's just analytics that led to that. It was logic in the spacing in the court, right? 
You know, so you, you look at it and what this Suns roster has now more than it did a week ago, and it may not be more talented, but it has more versatility yeah. that you can utilize in those situations. And that's what I like so much about it is you're now looking at a team that may be one of the most versatile that Phoenix has ever had, where there are interchangeable parts. There's guys that can do so much, and you don't have to worry about you know, when we when we used to complain that Book didn't have a true point guard a handful of years ago, he didn't have shit on the roster either. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. you, you had Book and no depth. There were nothing. But we've been conditioned to think that way, too. I know. Right? So yeah. everybody thought, oh, we don't have a true point guard. That's why we suck. I'm like, no, it's because you're playing Shaq fucking Harrison. <laughs> yeah. Why, why you got to go to Shaq Harrison? My That's guy. the only That's name so I think of in 2019. <laughs> he remembers. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. No shade. It's just true. So, so I think I think that's to your point. It, it, the bench excites me because of that. Yeah. There's so many different skill sets on that bench, and so many different combinations that you can go with. And I think in Frank Vogel, a guy that's going to utilize it correctly. Right. I, I think that's the big key for me is he's going to need some patience from the fan base because he's got to try out all these different lineup combinations and see what works and what doesn't. Because I know last year with Monty they had significantly changed up the roster after the trade deadline. And it was like, okay, we have a lot of offense only guys and a lot of defense only guys. The Suns won't have that problem this year, but they still need to mix and match and figure out what works for the playoffs. So, you know, okay, I can depend on this lineup for this and this lineup for that. And it's going to take some time to figure that out because all of these guys are new pretty much like it's not it's a whole new system, Jared. whole new system, whole new teammates. And you're trying to build it around your big three. It'll take some time to figure out. But I do like your starting lineup because I think if a Kogi doesn't start, I think KBD is the is the fifth guy. And I think a Kogi might be struggling to get minutes just because yeah. Gord, uh, Jordan Goodwin is more of a playmaker. So that might give him more of an opening to playing time. And it also puts a lot of pressure on Josh Kogi to have to hit the open three when he's on the court because mm-hmm. that was the number one thing that fell apart for him towards the end of the year. And he couldn't do it at all in the playoffs. Yeah. And and li- listen, like you're going to look at the tape if you're Frank Vogel. You're going to see what these guys were all about, especially the guys you're not as familiar with, like yeah. Devin Booker, obviously. So you got to check it, check it out. And, and listen – Josh Kogi has to make an impact. He will defensively. We already know that. Mm. But it's the other things. Like you can't you can't be a hundred on one side and a zero on the yeah. other. You got to be a nice blend of both. And that's where Josh Kogi has an opportunity. If Josh Kogi hits the three in practices, mm. I probably feel like he's going to be in the starting five. If he does not, he's going to be at, in that 10, 11, 12 area on the roster. But that's the beauty of it compared to last year. Last year. At times, he was your fifth starter. At times, he was your sixth man. And now we're talking about this team is constructed in a way where he could be your 11th or 12th guy. And if you get to break glass in case of emergency, you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel. You're, you have a Josh Kogi there to help as well. That's why I, I think this is a well-put-together roster. I want to tell you about our friends over at Circle K, Inner Circle uh, is this new thing that they're doing inside their Circle K app. And I got to tell you, one of my favorite things that one of our sponsors have done, one of our partners here, I got a notification like a week ago, free coffee this week. Uh, the other day, free chips if you come in, 25 cents off of gas. You know, my The first time I signed up, I got like five free Polar Pops. Like they're they're just giving stuff away for being, uh, you know, being part of, of their inner circle, and I like that. I really like uh, that that they're doing here, and it's free. That's the best part of it. Download the app uh, and sign up for the inner circle. Uh, It's just that easy. Terms and conditions will apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. And the most versatile way to watch your games, whether it's Suns, whether it's NFL, college football, uh, MLB with the playoffs heating up, Fubo TV, over 400 uh, over 140 live channels, sports news, everything that you can need and want. NFL Red Zone on there, too, which is a love Sunday it. tradition for me when I'm not running a million errands. I love to watch me uh, some Red Zone on Fubo, a thousand hours of cloud DVR as well. So if you're like me you know, and you like shows but you're working nights, record them on the cloud DVR and you can watch them later. I yeah. had a question about Fubo. Yeah. 
Can you get League Pass on Fubo? You can. You, you could can do it as a as an add on on there. Man, they got everything you want. I'm getting I mean, killed with my cable. Bro. I mean, you like golf? Ryder Cup's <laughs> on there right now. Yeah, I got to watch that shit this morning. You, you like tennis? I'm sure that's somewhere too. I don't I, know. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to look. So, so you know, you can watch all your favorite college football, NFL, and everything we talked about with Fubo. Go to uh, fubotv.com slash phnx to sign up uh, for 15% off your first month with Fubo Pro. Hey, Phoenix said, Saul, you're cute to laugh at Espos now. End of ad read, LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you did very good. Look, you did very I, good. Hello, or, excuse nice me, job, Jay buddy. said I'm stepping up my game. You are, man. You got to put together. Have, he just jinxed me. In yeah, baseball, yeah. you don't talk about when somebody's throwing a no-hitter, <laughs> and Jay just said Espos having a great show. I don't like go. that. That's tough. Don't like that one bit. Uh, so rumor came out last night. That uh, the Suns are still interested in TJ McConnell, uh, Flex. What are you hearing on this front? Yeah, I mean it was led to that. I think me, Gerald, and Lindsay spoke about it right after the show yesterday, and and we started to hear a little bit of rumbles afterwards. But I I, I can tell you, I'm comfortable saying uh, I do not believe the Suns are going to get TJ McConnell. Um, there were conversations, Indiana's poking around. Uh, I just feel like the Suns feel like they're okay right now going in. Now, anything can change. They're going to take calls all weekend, and uh, if they can get better, they will. But I, I really don't think that uh, T.J. McConnell will be a Phoenix Sun. I, I think it's a situation where he's a guy that we've heard his name come up twice now, um, and it makes sense for Indiana to kind of poke around because they have Andrew Nemhard that they're trying to get minutes to. And so maybe they're looking for a couple of second rounders for McConnell or something like that. I think if you're in the Suns position, like <laughs> we said this before, and look what happened. But I think you're set for training camp yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hey, there's still what? <laughs> there's still, hours there's still a whole weekend. <laughs> but I think we're set for training camp now. And you can revisit this down the road if you look at your bench unit, if you look at your rotations and think, okay, we do need like one true point guard out there, maybe Jordan Goodwin. Right. Is not that guy maybe book and beal by committee is not getting it done so you can revisit him you know in december or at the trade deadline if you need to i think that's probably more likely mm-hmm. um than right now because you know honestly you probably you you do feel set i think i think yeah. this you don't need to do anything else like see how these places uh, you know these pieces fit together and go from there i think you have enough uh versatility you know you have enough in the backcourt uh unless you start to get to that point where you just feel like you need that one person that can help organize things on the court because it just isn't happening and you don't have a true point guard and you feel like you need to go get one. That's the only way I can see them trying to force the situation. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, a lot of these guys that you did sign, they become you know trade eligible after December 15th or January 15th. Uh, a Kogi is January 15th. The others, I believe, are December 15th. Okay, so, so you have a little bit more flexibility after that point, and then you kind of can shore things up. And th- listen, the Suns, because of their depth, they might be at at that. They might reach a point at some point where they're like, "We have too many guys. Too many guys. We have too this many guys. Redundant. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of redundant. We need to. We need to. We could probably sacrifice two or three to try and get somebody that that can kind of shorten up our our, our depth, but also provide a nice little little added bonus. Hundred percent. Yeah. The way the way I look at it is, a guy like a Grayson Allen, a guy like a Nasir Little. These some of these guys with contracts that might match up. You see how they fit in. Does Grayson Allen play the way you think? Does Nasir Little have the, uh, the the potential that you feel? Get to know him, see how it works, and then make tiny adjustments on the margins come trade deadline. That's part of why you got this flexibility in, in breaking up that DeAndre Ayton contract into smaller bits as well as so you can explore that if you need to. I'm not sure this team's going to need to, though. I, yeah. I have a pretty good feeling – this group will uh, will come together uh, and play well, but I, it's weird. There's just there just seems to continue to be the fascination. We saw the Kyle Lowry thing come up yeah. today. That, oh, they were kind of interested. My guess is that was more of a if we have to take that salary on in a deal. Yeah, that we'll one, do it. That one made no sense yeah. because Lowry's contract was like twenty nine or thirty million dollars. So if the Suns were trading Da and barely had anybody else they could trade. Yeah. You're basically trading Correct. DA for Kyle out. That would have made no sense yeah, to me. Zero. I would have been upset about that. No, so and, and he wouldn't have seen much. I don't think he would have seen a lot of playing time here. You're not. I think he would have off the bench. I think he was still pretty good for Miami off the bench. But, like, you know, they just traded a, a point guard who 
had problems staying healthy through the playoffs, who was in his early 30s. It wouldn't have made sense to me for that. Uh, Someone asked in the chat how the money would work as far as TJ McConnell is concerned. He's on an $8.7 million contract, so you could trade Grayson Allen for him straight up or uh, Nasir Little if he doesn't work out and probably another minimum pick because Nasir Little alone wouldn't work. That would be my guess. But look, as the season goes on, we like the Suns bench and their roster right now. There will be needs that become apparent. There could be injuries that happen. Like these things, we we say that going into every season and then by the trade deadline, we're always like, okay, what are some fake trades that would make sense for the Suns? Like it, it's just a, it's a natural thing that happens. So McConnell's definitely a guy to keep in mind if one of those needs that emerges is we need some more playmaking, we need some more point of attack defense, whatever it might be. Yeah. I, right. I'm getting irrational. The more we talk about it, originally I was like, yeah, maybe you do need a TJ McConnell. But then the more I think about Grayson Allen, the more yeah. I'm excited to see this guy in a son's uniform. And I know <laughs> I'm not. I know I'm in a minority here with that. You guys really leaned into the villain arc. I, it's not even the villain Are arc. Are you shocked? Though. It's a, it, no. <laughs> but it's a guy that that can hit those threes that we saw missed so often mm-hmm. last year. A guy that's not afraid to get in there and put the effort in defensively because I I still think 50-60% of defense is the willingness to play defense yeah, yeah. not necessarily inherent skill uh so I I think he adds something in that group I I heard someone say this first name uh, I can't remember who and then I I'm going to add a second name but I mean is this safe to say Grayson has a chance of being the closest thing we've seen to like Danny Ainge and Roger Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Million percent. I mean, you could argue Man. Jay Crowder, maybe a little bit in that mold, not as, yeah. but he wasn't not as, as big of an asshole, but yeah, no. Yeah. Jay, I, I, I've never viewed Crowder in that vein. I just no. thought Crowder just was, tough. I thought Crowder was tough. He, he had intangibles that helped your team win. Um, and then he did the salsa dance. That was about it. Yeah, like I, was, I didn't feel yeah. like he was, he was talking shit to the other team a lot. He wasn't an instigator, really, in my opinion. Yeah. He took like, shit a good amount. Huh? Like, I mean, remember, the, remember the whole Carl Anthony Towns little yeah, thing? Yeah, I mean, they all do yeah, that. But, though, but it retaliation. No, I mean, <clears throat> I think Jay was just scrappy and tough. Jay was scrappy. Jay would talk. He talked a good amount. But I will say there's a difference between that and a guy like Grayson. I think Grayson's an irritant because people just see him and want to punch something right. like, like if, you know Roger like was like that like if you talk to me and we get into a, a, mm. a verbal back and forth on on a topic mm. that's cool but mm. that's different than me just like Gerald 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 like every single he, time well like, no I'm he wasn't like now. he wasn't a constant irritant but he would talk shit for sure yeah Jay, well, I mean, Jay every, talk Jay scrappy I mean book 70 point game he was talking. right, oh, right? Yeah. yeah so I mean he's scrappy he's tough he talks I just feel like Grayson's a little bit of a different level than that. And people just hate him. And I love that with Roger Bell. Like Roger Bell, when we had that little team, he was the guy that didn't give a damn. Mm. Like, and, and he clotheslined Kobe, right? So, mm. I mean, if you clothesline Kobe, brother, you a dog. You got to have a set on you, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll get back into Suns in a second. But the biggest domino still left to kind of fall after this trade is the Drew Holiday thing. Mm-hmm. Which team are you guys most afraid to see <sighs> Drew wind up on? Most afraid? Yes. Oh. oh I man. would probably say the Lakers. I, I don't know. think they can make that I, work. Well, I know. I'm just, uh, we're playing hypotheticals, so I was playing oh. hypotheticals. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, they can't, like, they can't trade I meant realistically, like, but yes. Okay, it, okay. Well, then, 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 then I would the say the Clippers. I would okay. say the Clippers. Yeah. The Clippers are probably the number yeah. one team that I would be afraid of because I feel like he fits their DNA to a T. Yeah, and he's going to be grimy, just like you know the the that team is. He he knows how to get after it, and then you mix that with Ty Lue's uh, defensive schemes, yeah. and that that's not a fun team to play at all. Clippers, easy for me. Same thing he just said. Just everything Saul said times two. You got Westbrook and Drew chasing your ass down in the playoffs, man. I don't want no part of that. That was the first time ever on the show somebody said exactly what Saul says. I'll take that. Yeah. Damn. Grayson. This guy. He is a Grayson. Grayson. Why do you think I'm so excited to have him here? Unreal. Uh, I would say Boston, but since they're in the East, I'm going to pick somebody in the West. I'm... 
I'm probably going to go Warriors, I think, especially because they are, a, in my mind, a real threat to get him. I think if he goes to the Clippers, obviously that would be scary, but I still have questions about all three of those guys being able to stay healthy. If he goes to the Warriors, it's probably going to be for Chris Paul, and then you've got the guy that gives Devin Booker the most problems, plus Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green like that. That would be a little scary for me. Yeah, I think that. I think a dark horse would be a team like a pe the Pelicans, him winding up back there, and all of a sudden, does that team oh, become man. Herb Jones, Alvarado, that's, that's Andrew? Yeah. Oh my don't even, God. Don't even like go this, down that oh, rabbit hole. Don't get nobody no ideas. <laughs> Willie's probably watching this, like, oh <laughs> shit, Espo. <laughs> Come on, Griffin's man. Griffin's like, hey, man, that, that guy knows what he's talking about. But I also, I don't think Drew would ever want to go back to New Orleans. Probably not. Because he did I, not leave on good terms. No, I. I but if we're I'm just thinking, out. you know, those kind of obviously a much different team now than when he first way out. But I would not want to face that team with a Drew mm. Holiday on Hell the roster, no. too. You know who I would really like him uh, like to see what team he would be on? Uh, the Utah Jazz. Come on. Why you gotta do that to Drew? <laughs> I already hate Utah. I might as well hate Drew Holiday. Gotta banish him. Where to I want to see him is Brooklyn. That would be because so much, I would love Daffy As much Kale, as I love man. Brooklyn, uh, and I think that, <laughs> I that they're a sneaky, a sneaky good team, I don't think that makes them uh, a, a competitor against the Suns necessarily. Oh, I don't think they're the a finals championship threat. Mm -hmm. I think they become a much better team in the East, but I don't think they're the team you're looking across at during the NBA Finals. You, and if you are, I think you still have enough. to. You actually that. want that smoke from yesterday. He does. Like you want you want he Mikhail here doing this. Yeah. Because if <laughs> yes. you give him Drew Holiday, then we're gonna have to sit Grayson on give, his ass. Give me Mikhail. Give me Cam. Oh, give me man. Drew. I don't care. Okay. That team is not beating the Phoenix Suns. Mikhail and Drew could be dangerous. I think, bro. yeah. And that, you know, much like the second apron and all that crap. Are you I can worry about that years down the line. But this year. I don't care. I want a title, and I think that's the one place you send him, and it doesn't impact your title chances. I'm, I'm already, I'm already like getting anxious about this, and yeah, one way that I cure my anxiety is OG. OG, are you doing the OGs? Yeah, you know, listen, it's the best edible in the game. All you got to do is go to ogsbrands.com to find the closest dispensary to you, and listen. You got the fruits, you got the creams, you got the RSOs, you got the Happy Balance gummies. They got some new stuff coming out. They got the mixed bags. I mean, listen, you can't go wrong. Everybody wants to be OGs. And also today, it was announced that OGs is the number one edible in the state of Arizona. Hell uh, yeah. uh, and it was announced in New Times Magazine. So check out the brand that's the best in the business. Just like we are the best in the business. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, go by going to ogsbrands.com. And also remember, you must be 21 or over to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Also follow them on social on Twitter and Instagram. Now look, if damn, dog. Yeah, that was no, good. That's, that's Michael that's Jordan. Like, look, Let's go. Look, Holy if anybody crap. can do a master class on an OG's read, it's Saul. He knows the product inside this and out. This man's going to start shrugging after ad reads. Look at him. That's good. Uh, now also, that's going to be a fucking meme in Discord. Yeah, I did that. 100%. Damn it. Uh, also, we here at PHNX, we talk a lot about the diehard membership, and I highly recommend you become a diehard. But one thing I don't think we talk about enough mm -hmm. is our merch. Our mm -hmm. merch is elite. If you are an Arizona sports fan, whether it's Suns and at Cardinals and D-backs, you know, Coyotes, whatever the team you are a fan of, we've got shirts for you that will make you look much cooler than I look right now in this polo. Uh, and let's do we have that Diamondbacks shirt, Emma? Look at this beautiful shirt. We're a wagon. We're a wagon. <laughs> A wagon, and that's you can rock this shirt in the uh, it's Serpiente's flavor here. Fire. You definitely can. I uh, make sure to check that out at phnxlocker.com. <laughs> you can pick up that shirt and all the other great shirts we have there, and hats as well, like the one I'm wearing. Uh, our friend, oh, okay, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, our friend Kendrick Perkins. Oh, no, uh, yeah, before you get to yeah, that, real okay. quick, uh, we have some breaking news. Wee Breaking news. <laughs> the live one is so much better. Uh, the Indiana Pacers announced that they have signed Alfred Payton. Why? Because you can never have enough Alfred Paytons, baby. <laughs> oh, you know who that makes available? TJ McConnell. 
<laughs> because when I think Alfred Payton, I think TJ McConnell replacement. <laughs> wow. Oh, Wow. <laughs> you made me break out the breaking that's, news sound. That's interesting that. to me because it tells me TJ McConnell is probably going yeah. somewhere. Yeah. That's wild that you would replace TJ McConnell. Well, they're not. Payton. He's the he'll probably be third string. They're probably trading TJ to get something, something out of him else, and then yeah. give Andrew Nemhard minutes off the bench. Also, yeah. real quick, uh, before we get back to that, Amelia did say, hey, PHNX, are there any dates for takeovers yet? Yes. Next Wednesday, we are doing our entire show. I, yeah, that was it. Sorry. We're doing our whole <laughs> schedule show for our next takeover. That's happening uh, for the whole sun season. Uh, but if you do want to go to Illegal Pete's, you can go hang out there, too. For the Sorry, I didn't know that that's what you were doing. <laughs> she was talking about sun's takeovers, so I was answering that question. My bad. Look, you could go. Uh, people are like, oh, does that mean it, it could be a now, couldn't you go uh, Nasir Little-ish Wainwright if you really for, wanted to go? What go do you mean? For a TJ McConnell? Oh, for TJ. For, to make the salaries I'm, work? I teams think that, are calling about Nasir. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I doubt they do that. I just, I'm, anything we can do to not make it a, uh, a Grayson Allen deal after I've gotten so excited, I'd appreciate that, James Jones. Thank you very much. I mean, I would just laugh because your heel turn would immediately turn back. Ah, oh, we didn't. We didn't need a dirty need player. No, yeah. I'd be like, we didn't want that, my guy. We now. didn't want that dirty guy over here in the valley. <laughs> yeah. it was oh, TJ McConnell still plays in our our villain turn here. I mean, yeah. still, he fits in the anti-hero group because no. he's such a tenacious defender. He's tenacious. He's, I don't know if he's a villain. He's I don't villain. think he's dirt. He is well loved across dirty. the NBA. You I take that can, back. There, I think defensively well. you can get annoyed. ASU <laughs> fans hate him, so yeah. we got that cool. going. For us. They never beat him either. We That's why everybody. Hate him. <laughs> can we talk about Kendrick Perkins we, and we whatever can. whatever yeah. he's been on here? He's Man. been on one the last few days. Yes. Uh, he said uh, the, this first thing about Bull Bull. Uh, <laughs> it's so much so that uh, NBA Central. On Twitter, the great aggregator that they are <laughs> just tweeted out Kendrick Perkins says Bull Bull be a defensive player of the year candidate next season. I emoji. And the first thing you go is, okay, did they aggregate this wrong? Because this sounds crazy. Well, no. Kendrick Perkins clarified with a quote tweet of the same tweet saying, I feel like Vogel, Katie, Book are going to have this young man on a mission the, this year. Carry the hell on. <laughs> look, man, I'd have to look it up, but I don't think anyone who's come off the bench in NBA history has won Defensive Player of the Year. So wow. there's that immediate hurdle Maybe he's right there. he's not coming off the bench. I know. I, I, I'm <laughs> guessing that's what he's saying, but I, I just Has there ever been it, a man. Defensive Player of the Year on a Minimum contract, uh, like on a minimum contract. I mean, he Ooh, he man. got a minimum contract. Right. He's a he's a. It would be historical for like forty different reasons. Coda kids on board. Flex, have you been, have you been DMing your uh, your two K screenshot stats to Kendrick Perkins? Maybe, about bro. Bo That's Bo probably Bo. what it is. Because <laughs> Bobo is a savage in two K, man. <laughs> he's gonna win Defensive Player of the Year in my two K, and yeah, I'm gonna great. screenshot it and send it to you, but not in the NBA. Great, yeah, yeah. You could win it all you want in two K, but I love Perk. I find him entertaining. But this one, even even for those of us who are card carrying members of the Bowler Coaster. <laughs> What the hell? I mean, listen, if Bull Bull, <laughs> listen, if Bull Bull was defensive player of the year this year, uh, the Suns are sweeping everybody in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, That's just over. a fact. <laughs> like they, nobody's yeah. even coming within 20 points all, all season long. Like that's how much of an impact he would make. I just don't see that happening. Okay, so I think the only player that's won Defensive Player of the Year while coming off the ben bench Wallace? is Michael Cooper back in 1986-87. Ooh, Michael Cooper. So it's been a minute. Cooper's a dog. <laughs> that was the year that. he got chucked into the fucking seats with Larry Bird's ass. Yeah, but, but hold on. That's not all that Kendrick Perkins threw out there. Oh, that was, man, we not was done? spicy. Can we show this other thing? Kendrick done? Perkins uh, ranked his top uh, duo list, like uh, – Big two list. Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and come number five, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. This isn't just duos. It's, he labeled this lethal duos. Lethal, lethal duos. Lethal duos. Um, 
Hell no. Can we all say that? Uh, I feel like three weeks ago we had them at number one as, as duo. We should report, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I, I'm not completely mad at that. I just feel yeah. like one, I, there's no way Joker and Murray are one. I'm sorry. That's, that's not it. I kind of want to see Dame and Giannis first before we call them a lethal duo. On paper, it sounds good. I'm yeah, definitely taking Book and KD over Tatum and Brown. Yes, that's the one. And then LeBron and Davis, I probably am still taking KD and Book over that too. I mean, I I, I, I think I'm comfortable with Book and KD at three. Um, I could I could be okay with three, who's your one, maybe, but I went on the list is probably Giannis and Dame. Okay. Yeah, right now that, that would be sense. mine. I mean, that's that's that a lethal sense. combo. I gotta yeah. see it. Like that I, I, gotta no, see I, get, it. I get you gotta see it, but like on paper, I don't paper, even know like, if you gotta see it because the whole thing with Dame is when you set him a screen, you gotta put two on the ball because he will pull from thirty. If you yeah. put two on the ball, Giannis is going downhill against three guys. Stan Van Gundy said over. it best: you have to form a fucking wall. You can't do that with three guys in rotation. That's a good point. Yeah. I, that's gonna be tough. I as, as far in terms of just duos, like Dame and Giannis is one for me. Then I'd put KD and Book. Then I'd probably go Tatum Brown, AD LeBron. Uh, no, I'd probably go Jokic Murray number four. Like I, I, I get, like your list. I get giving them the respect of being the defending champs, but the things that made the Nuggets defending champs was more so Jokic's brilliance and then the fit with the whole starting five. It wasn't just him and Murray, even though they have a really good two man game. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah, for me, I agree with all that, and I think. Katie and Book should be in the top two probably here. But the one that really bothers me is Anthony Davis and LeBron James being over Katie and Book. Because for me, uh, I just I feel like they're getting in on pat the you know recent history, far farther back history. And what's the question with uh with Book and, and Katie that everybody brings Health. up? Well, health and age with KD. Mm-hmm. What are the question marks with LeBron? Age, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, health. And it, he, LeBron's older. Anthony Davis is a hell of a lot more Le- injured. LeBron's only 20. LeBron's <laughs> only 20? <laughs> I mean, in their eyes, I mean, they, no, one, no one goes out and says, man, guy's 58 years old. No yeah. one says that. He's been in a hyperbolic chamber. He's so much younger. 20 years old. Yes, I said Antetokounmpo in a uh, wrong. Yeah, how, yeah how did you say it? Antetokounmpo. I, okay, I, so you I, do know how to pronounce I it. I stuttered in it because uh-huh. I was trying to read something else. So, oh, yes, it's trying to read the <laughs> Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I sounded like when he first came in the league, everybody trying to pronounce it oh, on rough. there. But, yeah, Perk has been uh, has been on one. Uh, you know, Usually he's been – He's been very much in the Suns' corner this summer, so uh, the the duos thing caught me off guard. The bull bull thing, yeah, uh, I don't know what to say about it. But if you're feeling really spicy, you can put a, a you know a band down on bull bull to win defensive player of the year over with our friends. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. You know what you the odds to, would you be? You might have to call that. in and ask a request. <laughs> you might have to be now. Can I yeah. can I get plus ten million on Bull Bull to win defensive? Well, then you take it. You take it all day. You put ten bucks on it. You take plus look, ten million all day. Well, look, you can put two hundred in bonus bets down on it by just placing ten dollars in wagers on the BetMGM sportsbook app. It's super easy to sign up. Use that code PHNX when you download it. I uh, put ten dollar deposit down in that account. Place a wager of at least ten dollars on a qualifying bet. And then once you place that, you're going to instantly receive $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. And I got to tell you, the bonus bets that they give out, I love. Because I've turned two $10 bonus bets that they've given me into $250 over the last two weeks. Bet first touchdown the last two Thursday night games and hit on both of them. So I highly recommend leveraging those uh, free bets uh, bonus bets as much as you can. Again, sign up using that promo code PHNX. Place your first bet of ten dollars. You're gonna receive two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Check out notes 
Uh, show notes for details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. And our friends at Shady Rays, if you're out this weekend, I'm on my way to California, and I'm going to have my Shady Rays, because it's supposed to be nice and sunny out there, and it's supposed to be here in Arizona, too. And our friends at Shady Rays will take care of you. Use the promo code PHNX. You can get 50% off two pairs or more of Shady Rays sunglasses, the best polarized lenses you can have. I wear glasses. They make prescription sunglasses as well. I'm about to dip into that for myself. So make sure to get those discounts in today using that code PHNX. Two pairs of polarized sunglasses, 50% off. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250 people. Uh, 250 people, 250,000 people. <laughs> uh, you can get that. Uh, let's talk about book shoes. Uh, we had talked that we were hearing sometime in 2024 that these shoes were going to drop. A word came out yesterday in a call with uh, with Nike's president, I believe it was an earnings call, that it's actually going to drop in December this year. And guys, you know what's November 30th? Mm. My 40th birthday. You know what you can get me in December? A freaking pair of book ones for my uh, for my birthday. Damn, you, you think, First of all, you think I'm going to go... <laughs> You think I'm gonna go wait in line to get you a present? Calls, <laughs> you know people. Also, also, like, what did you get me for my birthday? I got you a hearty handshake. Was it your 40th? No, it was not. Oh, <laughs> oh my bad. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding though. I I'm actually excited though that we're gonna get to see these. Uh, you know, actually get on the feet of people in town sooner than uh, 2024. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I was reading there was an article. Um, that went really in depth into the process of making the shoe and how the whole Drake thing came about. And it was really cool to hear that Drake had been blowing up his phone like, man, wait till people feel how comfortable these are. Like, yeah. I need all the colors and all this stuff. Um, and just the thought process behind trying to create this future classic based on past designs going for something that's timeless. Um, and that's why I, I think it was so cool when he put out kind of that grainy hand cam footage of like going took? through the comments that he yeah. took of like people saying like it looks like a skater shoe and all this stuff like it's very much a lifestyle and a basketball shoe so kind of combining those two worlds is going to be really cool i'm i'm excited to see how they look in person and, and like try them out and we only have to wait it's a perfect christmas gift this year so i'm first, excited first and foremost i was not on board with this shoe to start mm -hmm. i wasn't and i don't know if i still am but i am going to get them because I want to see what they like, and then we're going to support our boy. That's what we do. You're right? going to love them, bro. Like, I, I, I want to see them, because I do feel like from the close-ups I've seen, I, I could see myself being on board a little bit more. But, like, the you know, just the gaudy orange <laughs> block on your feet is just a weird look to me. But, mm -hmm. you know, hey, listen, I'm going to give it a chance. And I am looking forward to the colorways, obviously, you know, the different styles that you're going to see from this. So, Hey, let's get it popping. One, one thing I, I think you'll appreciate, though, if you go read the article that Gerald's referencing, is the fact that he went to Nike and looked at all these first editions mm -hmm. of some of the most classic shoes, including the very first basketball shoe that Nike made, and he very much picked elements from yeah. those to create this shoe. And I found that fascinating. That you know, they're like most guys, we wouldn't do. The, these colors or these materials or these kinds of things, but he got into the into the Nike archive and really, really was hands-on with it. DC yeah. said the book all whites would go hard. <laughs> Hell yeah, they would go hard. Now that I would be on board with. Oh, you're going to be on board. <laughs> and I, I think that board, article bro. also confirmed, I mean, we probably knew this was coming, but it did confirm a Kentucky-themed colorway is coming as well. Yeah. So that'll be pretty I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that. some cool stuff. I mean, the I'm, I'm hearing there's going to be some cool stuff. I... I think this is one of those unique shoes that a picture of it doesn't do it justice. Mm -hmm. it's when you actually got them and you put them on, you're going to be like, oh, shit. This is, I just this don't want to look like Sideshow Bob, man. That's all it is. I mean, that's just one I know, color. But though. then the black ones make me look like I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning the fucking 
the smaller, I, I, some like I kinda, that. I kind of like the black ones. I feel like I'm in the minority on that. The Havens? Yeah. I just feel like they're just steel toe boots. Oh, my God. I don't Come wear on. black shoes at I thought you were supposed to be the sneakerhead on this show. I, did, I said I was going to buy them. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I'm gonna buy them. I'm not gonna like them. But I'm gonna see them in person. I'll wear them if on I, the if show, I see, but if, when I see them in person, I, I'm all, listen. I will say this: Devin mm-hmm. Booker has fantastic taste. Mm-hmm. I love his taste in wines. I love his taste in like if you ever seen the GQ th- Ten Things I Can't Live Without. Mm-hmm. Like that's fantastic. Like I love his selection. So I trust that he put together a good shoe. I'm just saying optically on video and in cam uh, and on photos. I haven't been the biggest fan of what I've seen, but I know in person I'm probably gonna look at it and be like, "Bet, yeah, I like him." Yeah, I'm just saying I, that. I think you, also if you read that article, you'll like him a little bit more because you get inside the the thought process on how they put it together, uh, and and very interesting. Them really. them all white. I'm a white sneaker guy. I always wear white sneakers. That's I'm telling you, them whites gonna hit different. Yeah, when them whites come out with the orange trim, <laughs> purple trim. Oh my gosh! I will yeah. be wearing the orange ones as fast as I can get. My I know hands you on. will. <laughs> I'll be rocking them proudly. I know you will. And I don't care what uh, anybody says about those. You know what, guys? It's the weekend. Let's get the hell out of here. What do you, what do you do say? It. Yeah, do it. Uh, he, he is Flex. You can follow him at Flex from Jersey. That is Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. He is Gerald Bourget at. Gerald Borgay. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Espo. And remember, just because a shoe doesn't look great in a picture doesn't mean you're going to hate it once you buy it. Ahoy, ahoy. Mega's in control and he ain't never going to let go. PHNX though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'll always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on